Welcome to the Merge Boot Podcast. It seems today that all you see is Survivor on Paramount Plus and podcasts on your phone. But you better be ready. I'm Joel Edmiston. I'm Cody Crane. We want to talk about Survivor. Yeah. Well, 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 we are back. It's uh, episode... Friggin', I don't remember what six, six, six slash seven, five or six of the season forty-two of Survivor: The Merge. We have our merge boot. Not our first member of the jury, but we have them. Our merge boot is Lydia, someone they could agree on, a young woman. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we had this uh, debate last season, too. Is this... See, Survivor broke our podcast. They found a way to make it confusing. Who's the merge boot? We like to celebrate our merge boot. Now it feels like we have to celebrate two cast members every season. It's. It, I would say this is the merge boot. This is the first time they're all, they're all literally merged. They're all together in their... their Voting someone out. Yeah, they, they said it. the word merge boot. They oh, sorry, did, the words. They did word it better this time. Last time they were like, oh, it's like we're half and half now or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. So, uh, and we have special guest Mimi Scowan on the podcast. Hello. Hello. How's it going? It's pretty good. So, uh, how did you, uh, how have you been liking this season? Uh, uh, avid listeners know you were almost on one of the episodes, but you finally made it onto this episode. I'm finally here. And I did not know it was a two hour episode. So here we are. Uh, it's going to be a late night. <laughs> yeah, we <laughs> late both, night for we us both all. worked all day and we're working again tomorrow morning. Hello. Aren't, aren't you happy though, after watching last season and how this hourglass thing was split in like half for the week and we just had an episode oh yeah no i'm very grateful yeah. that, that this was a two-hour episode yeah. i'm just i just don't think I, I well no i'm very grateful to be here <laughs> and the the that's all i was that's looking that's all for. yeah <laughs> the hourglass smash um was left as a cliffhanger what, what no it reason. came in like nine fifteen, where it came like halfway through the episode i mean sorry it came at the hour mark last last season so they they had a little, little bit more leeway in the editing room. Yeah, we definitely... It felt like we got a lot of great content from this season, from or the from mer- this episode. It, it, feel, it felt more like a merge this episode than last episode, too. Yeah. I mean, sorry, last season. Yeah, I mean, we're... We were seeing all kinds of great new relationships form and everything. We were seeing a lot of back and forth. Once again, like I said uh, before with the individual tribes too, this seems like more of a positive season. Like even here, we were seeing like a couple people on the outs or whatever, but everyone was just happy to meet each other. Everyone was bonding in their different ways. Mm-hmm. There was no bitterness. No. I mean, there was a lot of bitterness with the switching of the changing history last season. Last season. And even Erica was, I think, a little peeved about just having been sent in the first place. Whereas Roxbury, I think, never... I mean, I think he was peeved, but he found joy in it a lot quicker, <laughs> he, I think. We, 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 heard, uh, <laughs> we heard one dissension from uh, Tori, who it didn't even matter because she ended up winning the... Yeah. The, Individual immunity. <laughs> also, Roxroy said he was happy that he was away from his kids, away from yeah. his annoying wife. Bored wife, not yeah. nagging me. His bored wife, not his annoying wife. Let's get that right. Sounds like she's annoying, too. Yeah, she gets bored <sighs> and she nags and it annoys Roxroy. I stood yeah. up for Roxroy 
when Tori called him a narcissistic person and said that his wife should leave him. <laughs> but it's hard when he's on live TV, not live TV, he's on national TV calling his wife bored and naggy. <laughs> I find him a little insufferable. I, I really... Roxroy. Yeah. I, I, More than Tori? I think they're both bad, but Roxroy just, he, he does talk like a narcissist. I can see why, where Tori got there. I, I thought that he, I, I liked his time on the, on the. Yeah, he was good there. On the exile, you know, when he's not, you know, having to be, you know, uh, in a relationship with anyone, except for Jeff. He and, yeah. he and Jeff broke down. They really did. Yeah. But Tori, though, too, like Roxroy. He doesn't seem as self-aware as Tori does. Like, yeah. Tori knows what she's doing. She she knows that she has no loyalties to anyone. She knows when she's being a dick. She gives a little <laughs> wink to the camera, too, about it. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't think know. she's great. I, I, I think don't know she's that great she's, to watch. I, I, I think that she's fun to watch. I don't know that self-awareness is a word I've used for Tori, though. I think I don't know that she knows. I think she's more self-aware than Roxroy. Mm. But yeah, I I I agree. Maybe in terms of strategy, I I think that Tori maybe thinks she's probably in a better spot. We didn't hear from her too much about that, but no. I, I think she. But we did see for whatever reason she really wanted to know what happened on the summit with Roxroy, and at the beginning of the episode, <laughs> and that was that's basically how we started the episode other than the stuff with vati yeah they're both equally annoying there because like why aren't you telling her and why do you want to know so bad and what is this about i i think it's more like because if i was in tori's position in that specific scenario i think that would honestly make me fall apart in a way because i'd be like why wouldn't you just tell us this Mm -hmm. if you didn't take anything I just don't understand how it would benefit yeah, you no, it, to yeah. not tell all of us what happened. Yeah, because then L- Lydia might have an extra vote, you know, like, yeah. yeah so, um, yeah, that was weird. I don't know why he wouldn't say he said it. I didn't risk my vote. I protected my vote, but he wouldn't say what the advantage was. Mm-hmm. And I that, thought that they would have all known sus. by now. That's sus. I feel like by the second time anyone took a journey last season, they were on the top of that mountain saying, what are you going to do? Are you going to protect your vote? No, I really need to risk my vote, blah, blah, blah. Well, they were they, ha- they, the, the difference between this season is last season they were kind of changing up the advantages you could win on with the, sh- with the ship wheel thing. Mm-hmm. But no, but they were having those conversations. They knew it was going to be yeah. like a prisoner's dilemma type thing, and they were like, I'm going to take the risk or not. And this time it seems like no one knows. Like, I don't know who... Maybe I haven't been keeping track of who's been going I, I where did- on what tribes and who knows, but like... I feel like right. more people should I know it. They should be having these conversations. They should know what's coming. I think it's more he was hiding what the what the advantage was, though. Yeah, but like my how does she not know by now? I guess is my question. No one on that tribe has been on one of those journeys. I guess Drea, not. Drea did. Drea so, did. I guess and that's how she just, got her extra. Yeah. Vote. Yeah, and Drea told everyone though. Like Tori knows that Drea went and knows what it's all about. But I think the question is: Is it different this right, time? I or? Guess. Or whatever, and the fact that Roxroy was how he was handling it made him just suspicious. KG, yeah. So I don't know. I I do think there's like yeah, there's a level of awareness. I don't think do like do, Joel. Do you think that Roxroy's good TV too? Like, are you enjoying him as much as you're yeah. enjoying Tori? Yeah, sure, sure. Interesting. Okay. I enjoyed Tori more, but I don't think he's bad TV. I don't think he's bad. No, he's he's very interesting, and he was kind of 
maybe the more more interesting person to have this uh, advantage Mm -hmm. um, for Mm -hmm. the hourglass because I genuinely I was I said during that I was like he might be the only one that would not break it despite his alliance all being on the bottom right now I I don't think there's any situation where he doesn't break it but he's definitely the one that's probably the closest to not breaking it (laughs) out of anyone I, I just just because I think he's the most sort of like traditionally competitive you know like mm-hmm. if they win they win i wonder what jo- what jonathan would have done if he'd be- well here's here's my question because we're, we're let's let's talk out this hourglass thing and then we'll move on to all the relationships that were made um uh he if jonathan and and roxbury were to switch would they be switching places in terms of immunity already? So would Jonathan be switching his position of immunity? Yeah. Yeah. I, so I he would. It he would, would be this exact up. same decision. So he would be giving up his immunity yeah. to go to exile. Yes. See, that's where it's like, why would they do it? If it was, you're not giving up your immunity, but you're just giving up the feast and you're going to exile, that's what would make the, the choice interesting. Yeah, because it's close. They tried to make it harder, but they didn't actually make it harder at all. Yes. Well, Jeff said the, the big change they've made to the hourglass twist <laughs> is that in, uh, the merge feast is now sponsored by Applebee's. Applebee's. <laughs> Which we found out. I, you already knew this. I don't know how you were such an expert, but we were. I thought Marianne and, and Omar are going to get a taste of Applebee's. Oh, my God. And you told me, bombshell. Ajax has an Applebee's. That is insane. Ridiculous. I, I drove by it, or I didn't personally drive, but we drove by it. Uh, oh, this guy gets driven around. Week. Yeah. My Maybe. driver took me around the Ajax area. <laughs> so last week we discussed having a, a live podcast at the Ajax Harvey's. I'm thinking we might need to pivot to the Ajax oh. Applebee's. Yeah. We wow. rented at the, the Applebee's. Juicy burgers. <laughs> it was the succulent wing. I didn't the say whiskey succulent. smoke burger. Burger. He said wings bone in, which I don't think you have to say. Crispy on the outside, tender, juicy on the inside. If I heard boneless wings, I'd be more excited. Mm. Well, here's the thing: is are boneless so so common in the states that they have to say bone in? Because. Boneless is the specialty. Is the special Jeff one wants here. to leave it to no questions. Because the moment he says we got wings, they're like well, boneless. Like, boneless or bone in? He goes, <laughs> well, I'm way ahead of you here. <laughs> um, yeah, quesadilla so, burger. Quesadilla which seems to be a burger inside of a tortilla grill. He didn't advertise it at first, but that shark drink is back. Oh, I, I heard yeah. them talk about it. And I what saw was it. Called again? It was like the shark. It was blue. Yeah. Oh yeah. They, he gave that a lot of and, uh, um, flutter. That was one of all the fixes. And the brownie. The brown. Oh, the brownie you know what? Got it got its own special thing. You. Too. Oh, I don't know if you're. Are you allowed to talk about advertisers and stuff? Probably not. Uh to an extent. Well, Mimi works on a reality show that has advertisers, more advertisers in this show. Yeah. <laughs> but they are very specific at what they want. Yes. So if. Applebee's said, we want you to advertise the whiskey smoke burgers. Oh, well, I'm sure they gave Jeff copy. Yeah. They gave him exactly what to read and what to say. And I mean, I don't know on Survivor how much they're able to direct like their reactions, but I think it doesn't matter what you're giving them. You give them a meal, they're going to go, my God, yeah! 
I so mean, like, it's the it's perfect. It's not hard. Mm-hmm. It's not yeah. hard to get them to, like to be genuinely excited about Apple. And also, like if. If you've seen it before, it's not just like when it's a sponsored thing that he really describes and hypes up the food, mm-hmm. but yeah. it is the perfect thing when it is an advertiser. Yeah, exactly. Because they do, yeah, they do do that when it's just like chicken and, and stew. I will vegetables, say, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dad, this this is a sponsored thing for che- beef and chicken stew, <laughs> chicken and veggies. Um, I will say, in Island of the Idols, the last time they did this big Applebee's thing, mm-hmm. there was a huge chunk about. Oh, Apple they've Bees. done this before. Yeah, this isn't the first time that Apple. Well, in the in the past, they've had a lot more sponsored stuff, um, especially in the earlier seasons, like Doritos and all this stuff. Oh yeah, were, and Pringles Jack one and season. Jill. The Jack and Jill thing. Um, was that an advertiser oh, or just a Jeff fan favorite movie? <laughs> yeah, he's like, you know what? I watched this movie. It's good. It's like three <laughs> years after it came out. I think it's <laughs> really going to help people's gameplay. Uh, yeah, well, it did. Yeah. With Coach. Um, Coach almost won the season because of Jack and Jill. It definitely changed his performance in 180. <laughs> um, there, Yeah, there was just like a whole like chunk of between commercials about just Applebee's all the each person getting a confessional about Applebee's this time it wasn't as much that yeah I think there's an effort to make it less of a they don't want it to be too especially on, on a show on like this Survivor show, yeah it may, I'm, I'm surprised I'm surprised they don't do more ads I'm trying to think of an ad from the last two seasons I don't think there was one there's usually there used to be the phone ones all the time oh, right? the sprint, sprint yeah yeah, yeah. And uh, I think there was not even just Sprint. There was like the video phone. Right, but I think those were Sprint phones. Those were also Sprint. I, I remember Sprint being a big sponsor. There's, there's been a, cars there's the in the Sprint past. Fan, fan fabric. Yeah. Uh, and, and Outback, I believe, was a, was a Sandra favorite in Heroes vs. Villains. Mm-hmm. She talked about how much she loved Outback. Yeah, there, there's been a lot over the years and everything like that. I, I don't mind it, though. I uh, I like hearing about yeah. that food. Get I your like, bag, Jeff Probst. Like, yeah. It's fine. I like seeing the reaction when he describes very fun. juicy like, burgers. It truly is a thing. If, if I was in Survivor and they were like, you're getting... Swiss chalet, like it doesn't matter how it doesn't matter if like Swiss chalet is like pretty mediocre. I'd be like, oh my god, it's gonna remind me of home. And yeah, for me, it's chalet a taste sauce. of home. Like it's yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. they should have Swiss. For me, it's a taste of home. <laughs> that, yeah, use that <laughs> or like Saint Hubert or something. Yeah, you know? yeah, like I would cry. That would be that would be great if they were like. Applebee's, but for Marianne and Omar, <laughs> Swiss Chalet. <laughs> <laughs> but like I said, Andrew, no, Drea gets Saint Hubert's. Yeah, yeah, because Drea lives in Montreal. <laughs> yeah, or she gets poutine from what is it called, Belle Province? Yeah, she goes to Belle Pro. Yeah. She goes uh, all the way from Belle Pro. Yeah. Belle Province for Drea. <laughs> <laughs> Depener. Hot dog, steam and toaste. Yeah. <laughs> um, Do you think that everywhere has Applebee's in America? I think Surely, it, yeah, I yes. think it's all over the place there. Yeah. Like an Olive as Garden. As I know. Has Olive Garden done? Um, I don't remember. I don't remember that. Hmm. Um, I, I, I haven't been to the States as much as you two. Actually, I don't know if you've been to the States very much, Cody. (laughs) I think you've probably been to the States more than me because I haven't been very much. I used to go quite a bit, but I didn't recall us talking about it, so I just thought that was a... (laughs) It was a confident gamble you made, too. Have you been to an Applebee's? Um, I've been to Applebee's, yeah. Mimi? No. Colin, have you been to Applebee's? 
He's nodding. Do you like it? You're nodding with a shit-eating grin on your face. I'm sure it's no better or worse than Jack Astor's. Yeah. Colin was actually the one... Or no, he wasn't driving, but he did. We drove by the Applebee's together. Oh, oh, wow! Damien was the one story. driving, and here he is. Oh, nice. Wow. Sort of. <laughs> Applebee's is kind of the Amsterdam barrel house. Of, Applebee's uh, is kind of bringing this house together yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah. We started talking about it, and everyone Everyone's showed up. Like, we ordered an Applebee's <laughs> from Ajax. <laughs> they were doing a Uber Eats. So. I think we've we've uh, thoroughly talked about that. <laughs> the merge feast. No, I want more. Um, but yeah, we had. Uh, it was good. We had some good competition here too. Mm-hmm. Um, so the big ball. Yeah, the big the ball. The big ball was back, which everyone had a hard time with Except last season. For, oh yeah, well. And and the other tribe had a hard time with it this season. But Jonathan easily, they barely even dug before he could just oh throw that out of the ground. He's just like, oh, it moved. It moved. And then he just took off with it. <laughs> um, it moved. Isn't that a line from Seinfeld? <laughs> um, and but there was a big, uh, I thought that they, they, they spent so much time showing the other um, challenge teams comeback. I thought that they were going to, that... Lydia and Marianne were thoroughly fucking up the puzzle, and then the rest of the team. No, it was a Heather not giving up moment, you know? Yeah. It was a. You never give up in the game of Survivor. Drea was having a hard time getting at that ball. And she was was out of gas, as Jeff said. Whoa. We just got delivered uh, Applebee's cupcakes. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Well, no, what was it? Applebee's brownie, sorry. Um, Mm -hmm. But we were just given cupcakes by Damien. Uh, thanks, Damien. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the challenge, we knew whoever got Jonathan was going to take No, it. you took one look at that ball and you knew where it was going. Yeah. Straight to the moon. Yeah. He just <laughs> ripped it out of that ground. He like was like overshooting it past all the targets to like lift people up. He was just going crazy. Yeah. It, it was insane. I mean, they did catch up a little bit on the puzzle, I guess, compared to how far Jonathan put them ahead, but... Ooh, let's talk about Marianne being rude to high in that moment when he was like, uh, you're, you're way ahead, but keep your focus. And Marianne was like, oh, thanks for the input. Didn't <laughs> need it, though. <laughs> I thought that was an unnecessary. I think it was more of an unnecessary comment than high's comment. Yeah, she was already frustrated at Jonathan before that, yeah. too. Yeah. But Jonathan just gave a suggestion like, hey, how about one of you does this while the other one does this? But they didn't. They didn't tell him how to rip the ball out of the ground. So, imagine <laughs> Marion was like, "Don't do it like that. <laughs> Use your legs." Uh, but the fact that, like, we talked about it last week—that this was a worry of mine—the hourglass twist. Mm-hmm. And even though it didn't go terribly for me, mm-hmm. I still hate it. I still you hate do. It. I don't see a big problem with it. I I think once you win a competition, you should win it and you should be safe. It it it. Here's the thing, I think it's better the way they did it this time because I think they all when the way they he posed yeah. the, the thing and they're going to make a big decision. They all knew it was going to change the so game. So I think yeah, it was more it fair that way than last season. It's still stupid. We don't need to see it. But also, no. it's so arbitrary, like, what team you get put on. You're, you're randomly assigned to this team, which obviously you always are. 
but you're like it really was like who's with jonathan oh they're gonna win like but, it's it's obviously a lot of it is luck and why not have something that's a little bit strategic thrown it in? was luck for who's with jonathan but if jonathan was the one to go home because he won a competition then I, I would have been personally upset. We wouldn't have had this podcast right now. I would have ripped everything out of the ground in here. But he would be the titular merge boot. Wouldn't that be something and special? And maybe he would come on the podcast. No, I, I would be too upset. I There wouldn't be a <laughs> podcast anymore. I, be, we'd, we'd be like, where's Cody? Where's Cody? And then there's like a newscast of him on the top of the CN Tower looking down. <laughs> the rain pouring down on him. They're like, Cody, don't do it. You did this to yourself. You did the hourglass twist, Jeff. You did it to yourself. Jeff needs to come. <laughs> Cody, stop. <laughs> Apologize. <laughs> Such a funny image. You <laughs> clenching your fists at your side, your your little tippy toes edging over the CN Tower. <laughs> I I look like that one uh, Drake album mm-hmm. cover. Yeah. 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 <laughs> this, everybody so, somebody's watching the J the the Jays game is going on and one of the players looks up and goes, Look. <laughs> and and the, the the whole entire crowd looks up and goes, Oh, <laughs> If it's raining, the dome is closed. Your story doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> wow, that wow. was kind of mean. It was. Yeah. <laughs> that was kind of mean. You need to def- you need to l- suspend your disbelief. Okay. Hey, but, but you know what? As a dramaturg, I get it. If I was actually going to put that to a... Uh, it just Send started raining, into, that's why. It yeah, takes, yeah. And it takes 30 minutes to close the dome, as we all know. Mm-hmm. Pen to paper, though, that's the kind of feedback you need. No, definitely as in... No, I apologize dramaturgically, for my tone. Dramaturgically, <laughs> he I, deserved I, it. I, I, I like it, but <laughs> you could have you no, softened come, and we've, maybe we've, not said fuck. We've come, <laughs> <laughs> we've come to an understanding, you know? It just started raining. Yes, okay, mm-hmm. that's good. That's good. Um, so, let's talk... About um, relationships and alliances. relationships that were going on. Very interesting stuff going on. I think most interestingly, the thing that happened was the two people on the bottom were were Chanel and uh, Tori. Mm-hmm. Chanel was not immune going into the immunity challenge. Sh- she was immune leaving it, and then Tori was up for grabs, and then Tori was immune. So. Made everything di- difficult for every th- for everybody. Yep, which was the most interesting outcome. Yeah, for fans of Lydia, I'm sure they're very upset right now. She, I saw. Her, she has like a Twitter presence. Oh yes, very funny. Yeah, yeah. No, I, 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 saw I like her. her for sure. Yeah, but we didn't see too too much of that. No, in no the edit. No, we didn't get an, uh, enough of that for sure. I think, um, I think Lydia could have had a better edit than what she got. Yeah. I mean, I, we clearly saw that she had a lot more personality than we saw on the show. Not that she wasn't I, I get why shown, I get why the editors didn't feel the need to show too much of her from just the way she went out here. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm I, 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 okay. We're jumping ahead. We're let's, let's, let's get back to the, the Lydia vote. Let's talk about what we were going to talk about. The relationships that were made. Yes. So the big, the big relationship is the eight. That's kind of what we, saw it's a lot now. of was yeah and it's already seven and who's in that looking at this so list it was high um mikey lydia. <laughs> and lydia and then we got drea and roxroy mm-hmm. notably not romeo 
And then on the other side, we have uh, Jonathan, Lindsay, and Omar. Nice. So, but that's minus to be announced. I, and I, I think the big thing. I thought that it was Romeo and not Roxroy. No, it is. It's Rox. It's Rox. But Roxroy seems Romeo was put in on the vote, so he voted Lydia. Mm-hmm. And Roxroy wasn't put in on the he vote. He voted yeah. Lindsay. I, I mean, I assume he must have been. Like it because was. It did seem like they, he was being brought in, and everyone was cool with it, and and. Drea wanted him in, and then I think he was just like, no, I'm going to do this. He wasn't officially said to be on the outs. Neither was Romeo. So it was a little confusing to hear which one of them it actually was. But Do we have for who voted who? Yeah. Yeah. So Romeo did vote Lydia here. Um, The confusing thing was that because, yeah, Romeo also had those conversations with High and with Omar there, too. So it, it it seemed like he was kind of tight in there, but you're right as well because the fact that he threw Jonathan out so quickly and was like, I'm in control now, which we see is going to hurt him next yes. episode. But yeah, so we, <laughs> I guess the eighth, the seventh member, we should say, because uh, Lydia's gone now, is a little up for debate, I suppose. It's, Between Roxroy and yeah. Romeo. I think officially when they, were, when they first said eight, mm-hmm. it was... Drea's saying, I have Roxroy. And they were like, okay, so you have Roxroy. We're a three. They're a three, so we have eight. Mm-hmm. So officially, of what we saw in the, the episode, that would Roxroy. But, but it, I mean, it, the fact that Lydia got voted out shows that maybe this eight doesn't have as much, you know. Yeah. Their, their options were obviously limited, but, you know. And it's I, think, maybe, I think Omer's just very good at what he was doing. Yeah, he he, and in the way he explained it was very good. It's like you take something that is true, and you take or you take one comment or one version of something, and you're like, "Here's my in." And uh, here's how I turn it into a way to get rid of this person because she was just like, "I don't know what to do. I'm good either way. Let's get rid of Jonathan. Sure, let's get rid of someone else. Sure." Yeah, he was like, "She wants to get out Jonathan." Yeah, who was part of the eight? Yes, Mm -hmm. which is uh, obvious. I mean. It's only been a couple days, but the eight being this big thing they're, they they want to go with, it's like, okay, it's the eight. It, that being so meaningful, you know? Um, but I, I, here's my theory. Omar, probably smartly, it wasn't brought up in the episode, but it has been brought up in other episodes of different seasons. The best time to bring up a plan is right before they go to tribal. Mm-hmm. And that is my theory why Hi and Mike felt the need to vote out Lydia. And High also tried to get something going, too, and yes. might have ran into a few walls. Along yeah, might have ran out of time. Ran out of time, yeah. So, I mean, the interesting thing with this is that we saw there was more relationships than this, though, too. We saw that Jonathan was obviously very likable with uh, High, with Mike, Mike with yeah. Roxroy. Yeah, Roxroy, yeah. Uh, we saw a lot of building there, which Romeo Mike obviously well. didn't like. Um, Omar and Mike. Omar and Mike. Oh yeah, yeah. R- Romeo said that Mike has his ah his his ass up Jonathan's head, uh, the, the other way around. <laughs> I didn't hear his that. Head, yeah, Romeo said Mike's head is so far up Jonathan's ass. Yeah, he said that wow. when he was pitching it to Lydia. And and oh, I wanna we can we can talk about this. Mike did just say, oh, he catches so much fish, and he was gushing about. Uh, Jonathan to Romeo, and we also got during the challenge. Yeah, uh, Roxroy turning to uh, Lindsay and being like, "I am so impressed with Jonathan. (laughs) Just 
watching him, I'm so impressed. And I was like, I was thinking the exact same thing when he said it. (laughs) He's a guy's guy, you know? The guys love him. Mm -hmm. I think there's a level of, like, machismo there that some people are uncomfortable with, um, I think. Obviously, it's it's sort of proven, though. You know what I mean? Like, him being, like, this big challenge beast... Like you, you when you see it, when you see him, you're like, oh, he's probably not so strong. And then when he actually does it, you're like, oh, okay, I got to give it to him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Like a, there's a difference between proving machismo and then being an asshole about it, which is what Mike and Jonathan were bonding over. The mm-hmm. fact that people assume they're assholes because of uh, their look. Yeah. And I think that what people saw here overall, because it was shifting a little bit towards Jonathan, and I think at the end of the day. High. I don't know if Mike would actually go for that vote. He might just throw his vote away just to not vote him. But I think High and Lydia would have voted Jonathan if everyone else was just to save their game. But we saw that High really wanted to keep Jonathan because he saw the value in that. I think a lot of them are... As a a shield or just... As as a a, shield, yeah. yeah. Everyone wants him as their personal shield and they're into that he gets food. I think... (laughs) I think it may have been worth it for High to just go along with the Lydia vote then to piss all the people off. Because I think maybe from everyone else's perspective, Lydia buried her grave by just saying she wanted to vote out. And Jonathan. also, High's gonna and be, talking about it with other people too. She was, to, you know, High's going to be the last person in this seven that people are going to talk about now, just because he voted out his number one. He told all of them Lydia is his closest ally. He would take a bullet for her. Well, go to rocks for he her. He said, I mm-hmm. mean, the, but uh, I mean, he said he said he would go to rocks for her, and he and he said, I mean, at the time it was seemed like he was willing to, but he also said later, like the like the first thing that what's his name da- Daniel Strunk man Strunk Skrunk that like he was like I don't want to go to rocks, and so High said like I knew that I could get anything mm. out of him that I wanted, so like yeah, he said he would go to rocks for Lydia, and that was a good party line, but you know in reality he knew he knew he ne- he would never have to. Mm-hmm. And as, when push came to shove of like, oh, there's seven other people or I guess six other people that I have to be accountable to now. Oh, I guess maybe maybe I won't uh, just go and do whatever I want, you know. And I also think that even though Lydia, I believe, would be totally uh, loyal to high, the difference of having a seven or an eight with Mike, who's a straight shooter, who's not going to lie to you. Jonathan's a straight shooter. He just says what he's thinking. He's not going to lie. And Roxroy's a straight shooter and <laughs> says what he's thinking, and he's not going to lie to you. So you have three people in this alliance that you know are just, mm-hmm. you can believe whatever they say. That they avoid saying anything else. And it also, this is a good lesson. You know, you want to be in this seven-person alliance. Be warned. The first person who talked sh- or not talked shit but like who who was gonna go against us was was voted out so don't you do that yeah mm-hmm. lest you want to be in this uh it, it's interesting looking at it from because we, we there's much talk this week uh four tribes three tribes of four coming into the merge right yeah and the way i, I saw it was there's three heads strategically to each of these snakes we have high drea and Omar. Maybe Omar and, and Jonathan share it a bit, but I, I think that Omar is the more strategic head, which we saw. Yeah. Um, and 
Drea, because all her people were immune, maybe that's why. But I think, and they, Ika ended up being all the split votes. Mm-hmm. But um, I think we saw Omar and Hai. <laughs> Each Ika member voted for a different person. <laughs> or no, 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 no. Uh, Wait, Romeo and uh, Drea both voted for Lydia. Never mind. Okay. I thought she voted for Marianne for a second. Um, or Romeo did. But. But Tori voted for Marianne? Uh, Tori voted for Jonathan. Oh, Chanel and Tori voted for Jonathan because they were on the ends. Oh, okay. Um, so so I, I'm wondering if we come out of this week, and maybe we'll see next week what High was really thinking. Was there much of a clash between Omar and High over this? Because, um, or, and, or, and did, did High like lie in his sword? Is that what this was? Is this a more of a win for for Omar or is this like a win for high in that he like, is this a a great move for high or is it a a loss for high? I think that it's a win for everyone. I think that mainly looking at it, I think this is going to be a win for high because he was shown to be more loyal to this eight than he was to any individual person. He was yeah. loyal to the idea of the eight. Yeah. In the end, I think it's a bigger win for Omar, though. Like, this was a great look on Omar not having a vote and then turning the votes against his oh, two yeah. allies onto and getting two people that were that were at the beginning of the episode saying they would die for Lydia, voting for Lydia. And he was e- able to keep his ally that has immunity idol and an extra vote. Mm-hmm. So definitely a big win for Omar and that tribe in general, like they, to me, I, the thing I was most worried about was that that tribe specifically would be in danger because not only do they have four people still, but they know that of course every team has an idol, but they have a Jonathan. So mm-hmm. I thought that the other tribes might've teamed up to take them on, but it seems more so that we're kind of getting this like, cool combination of all the tribes in in a middle spot Mm -hmm. that are all saying that was very interesting conversation of like, okay, let's vote out who's expendable on each of our tribes. And they listed them out. Yeah. They each gave up a name. They each gave up a name, which was a really fun conversation. I thought, And, 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 and a good trust exercise. Yeah. Because it immediately shows you, okay, yeah, they're loyal to this idea rather than just their thing. And, at least from the edit standpoint, it did. It seemed like everyone was like, "Okay, yeah, Tori, then Tori, but Tori's immune." Oh, okay, then Chanel, yeah, okay, mm-hmm. and then and then you'd think it would go back to Marianne, but I think because the way the way that um, uh, Taku threw out Marianne's name was not the way that they were throwing out Chanel and Tori's name, though. Like no, they were all like, "We're that. annoyed with them." He yeah, said he that. said, "We trust her." No, it was like no, well, even even in the yeah. in the solo interview, he was like, "I just needed to say a name," right, and it's right. obviously I trust her the least, but that doesn't mean I don't like her. Like it's right. not the same as the others. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She's and not. She hasn't done anything untrustworthy, is yeah. what he said. I mean, and, and when when you're joining a big alliance like that, it's obviously, especially in modern Survivor, it's not the thing that kind of that lasts. You do need people on the out. You like I, I can see why Omar wanted to save her, especially since she had such toys. What was the package we saw in Marianne earlier on? I, that kind of there was so much in this episode that it kind of left me. But she was, you know, talking with lots of people or something like that. Does, do either of you remember much from that? What, that should, she was annoying. 
No, 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 there, no, <laughs> not that. There, there was a lot of talk at the tribal council about that, but no, like, wh- right when we got to the merged tribe, there was a there was a package on Mary and her talking to a couple yeah, different people. She Is was that pretty much just she was making her rounds too, and she was saying her thing, but mainly with the people with the on the outs. So maybe something could work out there if I mean if Marianne gets a, mm-hmm. I, th- I think that she's going to have a lot more confidence in like Omar and all of them now, especially. I, I'm curious to hear more about the relationships that the three ladies on the outs were making that we didn't see. Cause we saw what everybody, what relationships everyone else was making, but I'm curious to see what relationships Tori's making. Um, we saw her and Romeo talking about getting Jonathan out and, and, and Romeo was saying, you know what I'm like, you know what I'm like. So they're obviously have, have a closeness there. Yeah. But, I mean, but who's she making across tribal lines? We, like, we did see Tori's relationship, her telling Jonathan to his face that, um, yeah. she wants to win immunity <laughs> idols. So you're in my way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm going to vote you. <laughs> uh-huh. So and she did vote for him. She yeah. did. She did. She's she didn't a straight lie. shooter. She's a straight yeah. shooter. She's another straight shooter. Oh, she's an anyone but me straight shooter. Yeah. Um, and they said they mentioned that at the at the start that Drea was like, mm-hmm. ah, she keeps on slipping by or whatever. So at the mat when when uh, Jeff asks them if anyone feels betrayed, and Tori was like, I feel betrayed, and then <laughs> every everyone on the mat was like, whoa, whoa. And like. <laughs> Mike's like she's digging herself a hole. <laughs> like, um, Tori is a perfect TV. Yeah. Oh yeah, I like her, and I, I, I was I was excited when she won immunity because it it meant you know she could uh, mm-hmm. it, it it was something more interesting was going to happen than what we were presented, and um, it wasn't even Marianne. You know what I mean? So so like we were presented, oh, it's going to be one of these three on the bottom, and then it w- ended up being someone else. So that's that's interesting. You know, but, but once, once, sorry, sorry, I keep talking. Once Lydia said to, to Jonathan, to, to Omar, cause Omar, um, I think Drea and a, maybe a couple others and Lydia were all talking about Jonathan. Mm-hmm. Omar takes Lydia away and says, were you actually thinking about Jonathan or were you just saying that because, because you're trying to, keep I don't think Drea safe? was there. Was she? Uh, Chanel, uh, or whoever. Because yeah, she yeah. was, the, I think Lydia was the only other one from the eight there. Oh, okay. Okay, so it was just Lydia. I don't, like, I don't know. It was whoever was there. A bunch of people were there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so... Marianne and, and, was there, for sure. Um, and um, Omar was saying, oh, are you, uh, are you just trying to hide the eight, or are you... Um, and, and she was like, well, I could go with Jonathan. You know, mm-hmm. that like that would that would that's that the moment where I was like, that's a bad look. She shouldn't have done that. I because because it's the the eight clearly means something to Omar if he's bringing up with her in that moment. Yeah, that was I mean, uh, Lydia, I think, was being held on by high. Yeah. And when you're that person in the alliance, then you're typically going to be the most expendable. But also, you're just the most naive about strategy because you've had someone protecting you and telling you what to say and what to do. And now you're in a context with more people 
who are asking you questions that you're not prepared for and you just want to please everybody. So you go, yeah, what, I mean, whatever. I mean, what do you think? Like, and, and, and to her credit, she's throwing out the obvious name for something like this. You have Jonathan on a platter at the beginning. Yep. And uh, John, I, kudos to Jonathan for having the relationships that the, uh, the cl- clearly any other season they'd be like, him out now or maybe he's providing for them right away we did get a package about mm-hmm. how well he fishes but yeah yeah but i i think he really came across as someone that was genuine and wanted to make the connections with people and he really did so that helps too but i don't like omar was incredible in this moment and not only just doing what he did but also just having the balls to go for it and try it because if you have a big group like that that's all saying you're ally and you don't have a vote to put that upon yourself to be like no I have to I have to change things usually people would be like okay I guess I'm losing him mm-hmm. and we kind of saw that with high cuz high was like I guess I'm losing Lydia well Omar did say well I guess I can't do it but then he spoke with Jonathan and Jonathan's like you need to change this yeah <laughs> he's like all right you're right so, yeah, I mean, obviously, because uh, I think the more important Vati relationship here is High and Mike. I love Hike. <laughs> I, I think that... Or my. I think Mike is more valuable because of his idol than Lydia was. Yeah. yeah. Mike has more power attached to him and can help out a lot more when it comes to a jam, whereas Lydia is just literally a vote. Okay, so let's talk about the um, advantages, the uh, the advantage amulet, and also the way that the idol alliance was... Obviously, Drea and Mike had an idol alliance there that they were talking about. Mm-hmm. They, were like, they were like, oh, clearly Marianne has an idol. Mike talked to Marianne, too. We did see that Ma- as well. Did I, is that... Uh, oh, Mike did talk to Mary. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, Mike, I, I, I'm impressed with Mike. A lot of people were seeing, oh, he's a kind of buffoonish and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I'm impressed with this, his social game. I think people really like the guy, you know, I'm, I, and, and we haven't seen like strategic prowess from him or anything like that. But we've definitely seen him make active decisions on who to on who he wants to align with. I I. I I, I, I can honestly, I maybe jokingly said he was my winner pick, but can honestly see him getting in front of a, a jury and pleading his case. Socially, yeah. I think we're seeing one of the better seasons because it's a pretty even playing field as far as a social game goes. I agree. The only person I feel like I don't know is Lindsay. And I got this episode gave me more of Lindsay than I felt like I had seen mm-hmm. since, I guess. I didn't even, I for, completely forgot about that amulet thing in the first episode. Right, Did right. not, would not have been able, like if you would remind me of it, would have not have been able to guess <laughs> that Lindsay was one of the people. Like I really hadn't, I, I don't know. I didn't know Lindsay. I know more of her tonight. But in general, like everyone else, I feel like I know pretty well. Yeah, this is not like a Heather and Erica situation Did where you know it's how like, to spell whoa, Lindsay? all of a sudden. That is not how you spell Lindsay. L Y N Z. It's not. She would. <laughs> it's probably that who who voted? Oh, Roxroy. He wasn't just saying like Linz because that is like a, yeah, a nickname. Linz. But he, he maybe he was trying her. to write Lydia. He just met. He met her on the on the bench. Maybe he was like L I N Z E. Lindsay. After he was like. Oh, I'm so impressed with uh, with with Jonathan. Hey, can I call you Linz? L Y N Z E. She's like, yeah, of course. 
he just couldn't see. Oh. Cause oh, because he didn't have his goggles. He didn't have his goggles. He did yeah. have his goggles. Oh, at Tribal Council? Yeah. <laughs> I think he probably can't see very well at night, because I noticed in the last episode mm. he had his goggles on, too. Or maybe the episode before, whenever he was last on Tribal. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. I mean, the goggles are, are an interesting item to have, because, I mean, obviously you want to be able to keep them on your face and not lose them, but... I know. I'm trying to think who else has glasses on this season. I know Omar, Omar does. Omar does. Yeah. Does he? Does he not have goggles? Does he doesn't have a strap for him? <laughs> no. Roxroy's ready for sport. Yeah, I guess so. Roxroy's ready to I, dive into the water. I think Roxroy needs his though, because he said he has a thing that makes him so he doesn't know if he's going to be able to see this kind of landscape again. Yeah, that, they did that. I think, I think he's going blind. He, I think he's on track to going blind. The way that he said it made it sound uh, like it's right around the corner. Yeah. And he, or he's right on the threshold or something. But I, I wasn't sure if he was just talking about getting old. No, no. He that's, said he had surgery on his uh, eyes. Yeah. Oh, my God. I missed that. Sorry. Yeah. He's, uh, I think he's going blind. Yeah. I, okay. Cool. Um, <laughs> not cool. No, not cool. No, not cool. <laughs> But aging has been uh, come up quite a bit at Tribal Council. We didn't talk about it last week, but Mike is 116 years old. And Omar is a very old 30. Yeah. And oh, did you hear that? That made Jeff cry. You don't know old. (laughs) You don't know old men. We got a a couple good offhand Mike comments throughout this. Uh, Jeff giving an, uh, some autobiographical stuff, moving from Wichita, Kansas to high Seattle wow. during high school. Wow, what a, you you changed high that? schools. What was that like? I feel like Jeff, I feel like Jeff. Probst. Yeah, you're the next Jeff. Probst. I think so. <laughs> I didn't change my identity though. He really went for it. Yeah, I, I, well, I, I wonder what he went from. I like, became a whole new person. He went, became goth. <laughs> <laughs> I was a nerd, and then imagine he I said could be that anything. So I'm going to be goth. <laughs> yeah, I became a ska punk. <laughs> <laughs> Did you change high schools? No, I. I Did was, you ever change schools? No, I was Me the either. same public school the whole time. Same high school wow. the whole time. Same here. I did change schools to go from public school to high school. Is that normal? Yes, that's normal. That's, I did that too. <laughs> no, Wait, but public school. All the high, same was your high school going, not public? I think he's talking about elementary school. Mm-hmm. Right. Got it. Um, but a lot of people that were in my elementary school came to my high school. So uh, I, oh, I, I, I I lost. I was, I was shit out of luck. I couldn't become goth. Mm. I didn't go I to the. To. Yeah. I didn't go to the high school that was close to my public school. Oh, so you had to make a lot of new friends. Yes. So you had a clean slate. I yeah. kind of did, yeah. And I I became a total badass. You walked nice. in with like a blue shirt and khaki pants on and a survivor hat. Both hands had bl- brass knuckles. Oh, wow. <laughs> so you kind of a twist on the, the props, the outfit. Yeah. I was more of a, a bare knuckle brawler when I, I came shirtless. I only wore shorts. So uh, I, there are so much happened in this episode. I don't want to. I, I don't want to get too too caught up on on Cody's uh, high school outfits <laughs> <laughs> because Drea, Drea, and speaking of tribal council, Drea and Marianne had a bit of a disagreement. Drea some, was being mean some for no arbitrary reason. Bullshit. Marianne was like, you vote based on who you think you can go far with. Andrea was like, well, you might not go far with them. And Marianne was like, yes. Andrea was like, actually, no. Yeah, we're on the same page. No, we're no, not. No, we're not. <laughs> I think 
I think Marianne has gotten on people's nerves very fast on yeah. this merge yeah. drive, too. Yeah. And also, Drea, I mean, look, I, I was going to say this. If I had any comment to make about who I like and dislike in this season, like, I love watching Drea because she seems insane. What did she <laughs> and she's like, she's a bitch, and I love bitches. Mm-hmm. Like, she really is just like, she has no patience for anyone talking like any. Well, you're both Montreal girls. Hell yeah. No, well, but like, I, she, she just... She just she gives me crazy vibes and I and I love watching what was the, her. What was the line she said when you said I love her? No, I don't know. She was I just saying no to, to Marianne. Like, no, we don't agree. Actually, you're wrong and you're fucking stupid. That's 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 Drea. She's no nonsense, that's yeah, for sure. I love her. And she has she has an immunity idol, she has an amulet, and she has an extra vote. Oh she's she's, she's the richest. I mean Marianne's rich too, but she's the richest. Right? Yeah. What what do you think is, because, I mean, I think there's a reason why Tori and and her got along on that tribe and worked together as many times as they Mm -hmm. did. But what do you think it is about Drea that makes it so she is easily connecting every time? Um, Despite like what you say, because every time she she gives genuine vibes. Yeah. She's a, she's a she seems like a genuine person. She just mm-hmm. is like a sort of st- not st- straight face. People but just like, like people like that. Like the, yeah. the way you told no me nonsense. That, that the Sky Dome wasn't open. I, I, I maybe it, it stung when I first heard it, but I appreciate you said it. Oh. <laughs> I'm still sorry about that. I'm a little sleepy. So, <laughs> so am I. I'm lashing out. <laughs> no, you shouldn't be sorry. I'm glad you said it. And the listeners at home are probably were probably thinking they're it. Like, so they're yeah, glad you right. called it out. You're right. Um, like, they all know about the Sky Dome, and yeah, because yeah. I maybe to me it it stung, but I know you're right. I don't want to get make this episode about me. Joel's hurt feelings. I was and heartbroken to hear it. I, I, can I say sorry again? No, Is no, that no, what you'd okay. like? No, no, no. I'm glad you said it. That's why you're not allowed to say sorry. Oh. Ever. Okay. Um, being in love is having never to say <laughs> your story. What's that from again? Is that a line? That's horrible. Isn't that from something? I think it is. What, what was the good Marianne line from this? She she said a really good line walking on the beach. She said um, a, a threat today is a ally tomorrow. Or no, a shield tomorrow. A shield tomorrow. Yeah, it was something. Yeah. Hey, people know that. I mean, she does seem to be very smart strategically. But the thing is, people know that. Mm-hmm. And knowledge is power. Knowledge is power. Um, which she said, I think, about her <laughs> idol. She made that up. Yeah, yeah. She 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 thought of that. Uh, and it was who was it? Drea that called out that Roxroy was just gonna be able to turn back time or whatever. too? like everyone. Yeah, Drea predicted that, and uh, and but but Jonathan later talked about it as well. I feel like they just all kind of knew that it was gonna happen, <laughs> which is very interesting. Yeah, it was very it just just from from the Applebee's thing. I guess they could figure it out. They're like. Oh, Applebee's. Hmm, maybe. No, it's it's from the fact that Jeff told them that they're <laughs> going to make a decision. Um, let's talk about Chanel. Um, we're all over the place, but I but I, we're 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 making a lot of ground here. So I'm, I'm this happy. episode is all over the place. I definitely can't keep track of most mm-hmm, of what mm-hmm, happened mm-hmm. of like the relationship. I could I the... couldn't I couldn't tell you how it happened in order. No, um, but um, they're presenting Chanel as somebody they're definitely going to vote out. 
And two times she comes up to a conversation like this. The first time, they all fuck it up and and, and totally disperse right when Chanel comes. I'm going to go fishing now. And then Chanel brings it up with Lydia and goes, well, why did everyone leave? It just seemed like they were all, you were all making a five or something. And, and, and Lydia's like, no, no, that's, that's not what we're doing. We were doing that. <laughs> who, did, who did Chanel vote for, by the way? Jonathan. Jonathan. Okay. Chanel and Tori were both on the out, so they voted Jonathan. Okay. That makes sense. So then they, but then it happened again. Yeah. And I was like, let's not disperse. Let's hang out. So they were again. like they're getting good vibes from you. I was just talking to, I was just talking to them. They're they getting all, good vibes from you. They really like you. They like you. And and from what we saw in the edit, Chanel just stands there in silence and they all go, I think I'm gonna go fishing. <laughs> <laughs> Too awkward, I'm leaving. <laughs> Very funny. Oh, and we want to talk about the maybe the same beetle that was on uh, what's her name from last season? Yeah, who who what whose was mouth it? did the bug fly into? No, it flew onto <laughs> what? what t- no, but last t- season, Lindsay Tina. No, it was on Roxroy no. this year. No, I know. Oh, but last season, while what was her name? Tina Wesson. Not Tina. The girl. The, she was on your fantasy team, Mimi. Jeannie. She, not Jeannie Machini. Tiffany. 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 For God's sakes. It was on Tiffany. It's a GIF. It's on. It's. I, I would. I would say it's the most gift, maybe other than the hourglass, the most gift season forty-one moment where Tiffany throws off the beetle from her shoulder. What about the the GIF of Michaela and her tea? I said forty-one. Was that not last season? <laughs> that was not last season. <laughs> oh yes, that was my favorite season. Um, Never mind. But. <laughs> Roxroy has a completely much like Erica, a completely different approach to the Beatle like he did with like he made a he made a shelter on uh on Exile Island for he the Beatle. He might as well made a shelter for the Beatle. That's <laughs> like how this, this is my friend. Now. He's like it's like we're in his environment. They're like everyone's like, you gotta swat this off. He's like, no. He's my guy. <laughs> I just feel like that's that's the, the definition of, of Roxroy. Said the Beatle be- voted for Marianne. Yeah. <laughs> everyone being like, hey The Beatle was like, no, should, I'm with you on You should swat this off and then and then he's like no, actually, what I'm going to do is keep it there. <laughs> anybody, anything anybody tells him to do, he's going to do the exact opposite. And it's going to be because he wants it to be his idea. Oh, you know what? That's a, a nerd. That, well, is that narcissism? That isn't. That's literally, I think, a definition of narcissism. Mm. You know what? I think this actually this voting is wrong. Mike voted Lydia for sure. Okay. And it says Marianne. Refresh the page. I think that... Romeo voted for Marianne and wasn't in on the vote. Mike voted for Lydia there. Tori. Oh, no. Roxroy. Wait, Tori. Yeah, Mike voted for Lydia. Yeah, I, I just refreshed it, though. Yeah. yeah. It oh. wasn't. Um, no, so I'm saying, yeah, so it's fixed. Romeo yeah. voted for Marianne. Yeah. So Romeo, Romeo was outside. Out. Yeah. Yep. Or they were splitting the vote. Um, I, I think, think that was, was, that was probably a split. Well, I mean, it, he and but Lydia voted for Marianne. Romeo and Lydia voted for Marianne. Yeah. So like, why would? I, I yeah. I, I I wonder if we'll get any clarification. But usually these big, not usually, but lately these big tribal councils, the the votes are hard to keep track of, and especially if they're trying to split. I'm sure a split vote vote was in effect here because Drea. At least Drea was voting with everyone else. What did they tell yeah. Roxroy? Or did they go vote, vote for Linz? Vote for uh, vote Roxroy, with your heart. We've got Roxroy. the numbers, so you can do whatever you 
want. Yeah. <laughs> You're good. Yeah, do whatever. Just don't accidentally vote for Jonathan or something, Roxbury. Maybe, he, maybe by Lynn's he meant Lydia. That's what I said. Oh, you did say that? I'm so I sorry. I did say that. No, but I think it was a pretty clear Zed, and I don't think there's any way in which you could accidentally do that. Yeah, I don't know. It is weird that he... Obviously, Romeo's on the outs. I think that answers our question since he voted Marianne. And since he's friends with Tori next week. Oh, we... we um. We had a good uh, good scene between him and Hi. That was that was nice. Yeah, yeah we, that was we nice. talked about that in the relationships. We did we didn't did we? we didn't really no, we didn't. give that much lip service to be honest. They had a nice moment of being gay. Mm-hmm. That was good. Yeah. And it, it it's interesting to me that Romeo has uh, he's kind of coming out to some of his family members through the show. Yeah, I mean, I think like distant family members that are still in El, Sal- El Salvador. He said, "Yeah, mm-hmm. that's it. That's interesting to me. I think it's pretty not common to go on a reality show and come out, but it's common to not be out to your entire extended, extended family, family with many cousins and aunts and this uncles." This may and seem stereotypical, but I'm like beauty, beauty queen coach. Maybe they don't know what he okay. does either. All right, okay, <laughs> <laughs> maybe like these are, these might not be people he knows. But right. we saw we well, saw. Yeah. Um, we saw that Romeo almost, it wasn't, I wouldn't say jealousy, but it was um, this envy of how confident High was and how comfortable High was. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't feel that way yet. High's, High, High was talking about his, his live-in partner mm-hmm. and the way he met him was on Tinder. And, and Mimi gives me a hard time about my Tinder profile all the time. But High's live-in partner, his his profile is blank and has a bunch of blurry photos on it. And you give me a, a hard time for calling myself weird on my Tinder profile. You just, I don't know. Yeah. Weird stalker. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, I like survivor and horror movies and other weird shit. And I was like, those aren't weird things. They are. But weird. You meant, I'm, I'm you meant, you meant, I like those things. And I also like weird things. I read yeah. it as, I'm so weird for liking survivor. <laughs> I was like, that's normal. <laughs> Anyway, I put Survivor on my Tinder profile. You sure did. Wow. Mm-hmm. And cats, and uh, and well, the cats thing was musical. Yeah. Pardon me. The musical. Yeah, I'm a big uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber guy and T. S. Eliot. <laughs> I love them. And horror movies. And horror movies. Joel, are you falling asleep? Oh my god, I might be. I'm I'm falling asleep, much like Roxroy did, uh, underneath that shelter, because there was no rain. I guess I gotta build myself. I'm going to sleep. Bye, Joel. Hello. Oh my God. Ruby Rupert. Ruby. Rupert Bonham. <laughs> oh wow, gotta, you're going full. I gotta ride last here. name. I gotta ride here in the Pontiac Aztec by Colby and 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 uh, what's his name? Hatch. Hatch. Oh. Big Hatch. Yeah. Hatch is here. Interesting. Yeah. We're back together. We're having an all-stars reunion. First first time I've ever heard you mention Hatch. Um, Ruby, you, you said your full name like you hadn't met Mimi before. I don't think I knew your last name. Say Bone it again. Boneham. 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 Yeah. Yeah, it's been, a, it's been a long week. Been to Vegas. What's up? Vegas? Yeah, I can't, uh, and I and, and, uh, went to see Ambulance. Ambulance. And another movie has stolen. Why do you have to go to my life? Why do you have to go to Vegas to see Ambulance? I thought it was only playing there. I thought it because 
I don't. I I don't know. I, I it's a it heist was, movie. Yeah, you got to see a heist movie in Las Vegas. Right. Did you enjoy it? I haven't slept. Okay. I was up at the craps table all night. Oh, so you didn't see it? No, but I I saw ambulance, but then uh, I Colby was like, "Come to the craps." Oh, what? <laughs> so did you enjoy the movie or not? Again, like I was saying, another movie has stolen my likeness, what? and I need to sue it. What is it? Oh. I was involved in an ambulance heist and chase. Oh. Really? Yes. With who? I haven't yet. Oh. Uh, uh, it was, it's me and uh, the ghost of Rudy Bosch, of course, m- my good friend, and... Uh, Actually, Courtney. Courtney? Yeah, from season 20. Yeah, I know. Yeah. What? What yeah. do you mean? Right, just from season 20? Well, she... You don't know what her other was, season was, because you were she only was, in... She oh. was in China, but... Oh, okay. You uh, but <laughs> you she did. was the... Actually, she wasn't part of the heist. She was the one that was saving the cop's life in the in the back of the ambulance. <laughs> right. Yeah. Ah, interesting. I didn't know that you and Courtney... And- that hasn't happened yet. Remember, I'm a time traveler, right? Got it. Oh. So that has already... Is it possible, since you're a time traveler, that you saw Ambulance was inspired to do it in person? No. and it, Because that's how people are no, going to see it because I'm since pretty sure Michael, Michael Bay is, is also a, a time traveler. Really? I'm pretty that's sure. That's how we got the ideas for Transformers. Yes, exactly. And also, that is, it, he, it's my idea. You did that? Yeah, I did that. Bumblebee? It, I'm not Bumblebee, but I, I am responsible for creating him because it, I had sex with Optimus Prime. It's a pretty old property. Oh, <laughs> Optimus Prime's a real... Optimus Prime is real. Yes, I can tell you that. And Michael Bay gave the idea to the guy that gave the the idea to the toys and then decided to, to try and get some slack off his back by making the movies later. Hey, did you watch the episode tonight? Um... I think I did it a, a, a couple of, in my timeline a couple of years ago. I did watch it. What'd you think? I think it was good. Is this the thing with the hourglass? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved the way he smashed it. That was that was. Some, Would you have smashed the hourglass? He's got an arm on him. Because uh, honestly, Rupert, you're one of the other people that I think might not smash the hourglass because you're a very proud uh, winners are winners, losers are losers. I'm a lawyer. So what do you think? Would you smash? The I hourglass? would use the hammer to. To dig a hole in my shelter so I can stand inside of my shelter. That's what I would have done. So you wouldn't break the hourglass? I, if I had time, I would. <laughs> oh, if you had time. But hourglasses are a big thing for me, to, for us time drivers. Yeah, isn't that how right? you It's kind of sacred. Yeah, actually, yes. My, my, I think we brought this. This is the way my time traveling came up is that last time that the, the hourglass came up, when I see an hourglass smashed it, I cringe. Because I, I, that's what I use to travel time. Are you sure you weren't a time traveler before then? I don't know now. <laughs> I don't remember. I definitely, uh, there's a lot going on, and I was supposed to not do this anymore, remember? Yeah, you were just living I your... I tried to vow off the time traveling and the crap You're... tables, and honestly, hanging out with Colby, he's a bad influence on me. Oh, what the hell does Colby do? Oh, you don't know, I don't know. Some of this stuff. Anyway, I gotta go. Okay, because I'm seeing just the eyes that Colby are making at me. You can you can tell that's me and him have kind of an unhealthy relationship. You don't know what I, he want. He's going to do if I don't go out there right now. It's just kind of like a look out the window. Look at him. He's honking the horn. Yeah, it looks like there's almost no one 
behind the wheel, but just red eyes looking at me. Well, he was in red eye. <laughs> oh, really? Yes. Uh, yeah, I knew that. I reviewed yeah. it. Okay. <laughs> see you later. Bye. Bye. So good to see you. Hey. Hey. How's it going? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Tony, Hello. I think I saw you in the episode. Was I it? sure you did. You recognized me, eh? I was that little beetle. <laughs> yeah. Don't leave a beetle. How did it feel to be on Rock's my shoulder? I bet it was warm oh, it was and comfortable. Nice. I did. I made I made myself a spy shack in his little uh, uh, breast pocket. <laughs> I felt like Rock's where I wasn't going to smash that hourglass, and I can only explain it by you telling him to do it. He Well, here's the thing. I was like, smash the hourglass. Don't smash me when I'm on your breast later. No, you met. I think you met him. On, I'm guessing you met him when he was in exile, and then you were just come back to say hi. You guys yeah, are friends now. Exactly. I was on his. You know what? I was doing the kind of the ratatouille thing with him for a while. The beetle thing. Wow. Yeah. I, as a beetle, I was. He pulling couldn't his get hair. the fire going, but you helped him. Yeah, I was trying and my pulling best. his goggles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was pulling it. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't have hair, so I was pulling his goggles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Me and him, we have a special relationship. Really? Velachos, Veroxroy. It's a similar thing. Mm-hmm. See, um, I noticed that I'm Rox... Still, I'm still rooting for Mike because he looks more like me. Roxroy doesn't like his wife and kids, but does he like you? Uh, <laughs> well, that's the thing. That's what I was saying to him. Good, th- good thing you're not bored. Good thing I'm not bored because I'd be nagging you. <laughs> I told him to say that, I think, too. <laughs> oh, you did. I want, him to, I want his wife to leave him so he can come hang out with me more. Oh, right. Yeah, he can be a part of the gang here. Yeah. Anyway... I gotta go too. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, it was nice seeing you. See how your mother for me. Uh, <laughs> Speaking of transformers. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bye. I'm awake. Whoa, Joel, you missed out. They, those guys were here and gone pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah, thank goodness. They must be tired, just like I am. Well, yeah, we. I mean, and, and I'm glad because we got uh, things to do here, including listing our pop of the week. Whoa. The pop of the week to me, it was Omar. I was really impressed with Omar changing the vote um, with no vote of his mm-hmm. own to speak for. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it really seemed like it was either going to be Marianne or, or Jonathan. And he said, that is not what I want. And uh, changed around. got people who were allies with Lydia to vote for Lydia. I, I'd like to say something. And mm-hmm. I've been too tired to be brave about it. But his, everyone's been calling him Omer in the show. His name is Omer. Omer. I just want to say that. It's spelled like Omar. Yes. But Omar well, is his name. I should know better. It's all right. I kept calling Evie Evie because it's a Pokemon last year. So, you well, know, that's these, fair. these mistakes are easy. Omar, you Omer. popped. Omar popped. And uh, Mimi, what about you? I think, I mean, I kind of think Tori popped because I don't know. I just think she's, she's also, I don't like her much, but she's great television. And I liked, I like watching her quite a bit. I think mm-hmm. she does dig herself into holes, and I love watching that happen. Yeah. I think this is kind of the toughest episode for me because I think... Everybody popped. Yeah. Tori definitely popped. High Omer popped. High popped. Uh, Jonathan popped. Yep. Uh, Mike. Mike popped. Yeah. Everyone was making... Everyone had a, Drea? a lot to do. Oh, yeah. my God. Drea popped. Yeah. Drea popped. Yeah. I mean, for me, I think, like, strategically, I loved seeing... Omar or Omar have that uh, late game um, there of yeah. the episode. That's for sure. And liked seeing how that all came together. But High also had a lot of control throughout this episode. Mm-hmm. But Jonathan had that big ball he ripped from the ground. So 
He's you can't have deep. Jonathan be your pop every episode. But this he one, can be, he's the he's the king of our dreams. Okay, he's dreamy as hell. I'm. I get it. If you felt the bench under me right now, it's soaked. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You got a soggy bottom. I'm a soggy bottom boy. Uh, <laughs> when I see him do those, when I just see him like talking and hanging out and wearing his stupid shirts, I'm like, okay, this guy. I know you. And I I know who you are, and I don't really care. But when I see him do that stuff, there, I think it's something like whatever. It's something primal. It's like whoa, <laughs> a man lifting a person's strong arms. I want to I want to talk about how how Mike and Jonathan bonded over how sometimes they're lonely. <laughs> Lonely. Yeah. They did bring up. Mike said to him, "I get lonely sometimes, man. I get lonely." Yeah, and they're like, "Yeah, I feel alone a lot." I well, was like, that's oh, nice. Yeah, well, it was because I love Mike copping to the fact that he's been lonely. Yeah, I mean, I think they're both uh, relating over being like strong guys that are like muscular. We're big guys. Um, and that they are misjudged when they both have like proven to be very emotional people, very in touch with their emotions. Yeah. And everybody looking at that conversation from the outside are like, Mike's head is so far up Jonathan's ass that his eyes are bugging out of his face. <laughs> yeah, that was sad. <laughs> well, I... Uh, but how can I not put this episode especially like this is Jonathan's biggest episode to date. He had the impressive challenge thing as yeah. usual, but also all of those confessionals, all of those relationship buildings. Yeah. Like, I mean, honestly, good look on Jonathan. I'm I'm thinking if he gets in front of a jury, he has a lot. He's got, his social game's really good. Yeah, I'm worried he can't explain himself very well. Well, that's what, exactly the misjudgment that he was talking about. But you know, you know what was what made me think that it was the challenge that they lost, where he was the communicator for the blind leading the blind, mm-hmm. and I just think that there are obviously it's two different types of communication. But I think he was a poor communicator, and I don't think that it was he would, close though. I think his str- I mean, if his if his explanation is as simple as what it seems now is like I am working hard by making small relationships. I am providing a camp. I'm being a shield. Sure. Let's just keep doing that. Like, that's pretty simple. Mm-hmm. So, uh, uh, but I just feel like if he had to get more strategic about it, I don't think he'd be very good at explaining why and how he did things. It would be, a, I think he would be a bit of a, what's his name? Blondie surfer. Xander. Xander. No. Xander's I, dumber, but I do. Th- I, I, I think just, he would, he would have a better, be more eloquent. I don't think he Xander. would be, do as well answering like direct questions about his game. So I want to speaking of speaking of a final three, um, unless you want to defend Jonathan a bit there, because I I, th- I think that Jonathan is uh, he's he's uh, aware of what the perception of him is, and he has that awareness, so he knows how to act, and we've seen him know how to compensate or overcompensate for that fact, and I think that. As far as that strategy goes, it depends how people are going to take it. But I think he's going to talk about it exactly like how he talks about it in his confessionals, how he knows that he's the shield. He's very well aware of that. A little too humble. That's yeah. not going to win you. We, I mean, him and Omer would be very interesting to see in the finals because I think that Jonathan would give him more credit than Omer would give him credit. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 JT and Steven. 
Yeah. And but if it was a JT and Steven, it'd be Jonathan winning. I honestly, the relationships being built along the way here, and if Jonathan continues not to piss anyone off, I, I think he stands a good chance. Okay, um, I just want to talk about Tori. This was, I mean, for people like her, the merge is where they go out, and and if they don't go out at the merge, they can make it all the way to the three because if they keep bothering people, people will, will think, oh, let's just take it to the end. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I had your mother for me. I mean, it was. I'm Father Stu. It was very. <laughs> Jesus, uh, that sounded like Tony's impression. <laughs> um, it's it's interesting with Tori because I think you're right, and Drea mentioned this, and maybe that was a bit of foreshadowing that she continues to slip through, mm-hmm. and the fact that she won this very important one now tells me that based off next week too when we're hearing about romeo we're seeing a little bit of target on marianne we're still hearing about chanel i think that tory's not gonna quite be the number one priority and i think it's gonna keep shifting towards suddenly omer or suddenly high or suddenly jonathan you know and tory's going to be an easy slip into the end and someone that someone especially like high would love to take there yeah. So Tori. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. I. I. We may be seeing a lot more of her. Yeah. I. I think Cause, so too. Because if you remember, I'm, I keep comparing her to Angelina, but she gives me Angelina vibes. But yeah, that's the, the difference thing. between her and Angelina is, I think that Tori would be trying to make her own moves more. Where Angelina was a good goat because she not only was ticking people off, but she was like a valuable number. And like, kind of went along with plans and stuff. Yeah, had her own ideas, but what w- wasn't too uh, devious. Where, where I, I feel like a lot of people who we think, oh, they might be a good goat, people get them out because they're too much of a liability. See, yeah, Tori, Tori's interesting because she's very much the Sandra strategy of anyone but me, and we've seen that a lot. And everywhere. Where a Tory would get out, she's avoided now. Mm-hmm. So especially early on, she avoided those ones somehow. And now this one winning that immunity at the very right time. I mean, I don't I can't see a Tory winning this because I think over where she's doing it worse is that she seems to be openly pissing people to me, off. To me, she's caring. the only one that is like a for sure not going to win. Yeah, it yeah. it seems more of a certainty. Yeah, I, I I mean I would be pretty surprised to see like a Chanel win at this point too. Yeah, but uh, Ch- Chanel at least is kind of set up to maybe have a redemption arc. You know what I mean? Yeah. But right now the problem with Chanel is she, she she she's the only person who I would say is not terribly good TV. Mm-hmm. Just in the way she she's just a little too emotionless, which is like you know maybe that's even the game she's playing. Mm-hmm. But for me as a viewer, give me I more. Don't know. I kind of I liked her confessional at the beginning of the episode, at least, where she was like, the rivalry between me and Daniel is finished and I got him. Like, I, I, I'm a bit more invested in Chanel than, yeah. than you seem to be. Yeah. I, I, I like I like Chanel. I liked uh, the, the her versus Daniel thing. I like how she threw the vote. I, I, I like where her head's at, you know, in terms of shaking I, things up. I'll admit. Maybe she's not great at explaining it, but uh, I, I, I like... I liked that she risked her vote right before going to tribal council. That kind of energy is like nobody else would have done that except for her on the season. Yeah. Um, I, I, I watched last week's episode 
right before coming here. Mm-hmm. So my brain is a little mixed up of what happened this weekend last, which right. may be why I'm, I'm not always sure what I'm talking, or like I, I'm maybe fearful of saying. I see why you say that about Chanel, but I like that Chanel is willing to do the crazy it's thing. It's true. That's maybe, true. Maybe she, she, she doesn't show it on her face. She's not like too, too emotional about mm-hmm. it, but she is do, she is actually putting the vote on Mike yeah. and not, like and she is actually risking her vote, and, and she you know, she the, did the blow up the thing with her and Daniel, and I mean she's not gotten yeah. away scot free, but I don't. Yeah. I also don't know if she'll be a target going forward mm-hmm. necessarily. She's she's she doesn't like show it on her face like Tori does. She doesn't like um, cause shit at tribal council or on the mat like Tori does. Mm-hmm. But um, Chanel does do uh, risky things. I think that they they saw that. I mean, her saying that she beat Daniel or whatever. I think they saw it as more that Daniel had the potential to do more damage um, to them at Emerge than Chanel did. Right, but that's not what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know, but I'm just saying that... I mean, Chanel's... That's another reason why I don't... Like, I kind of side more with what Mimi's saying of just, like, she's not that great of TV, and it's because of that behavior that you could feel a little more comfortable with her staying rather than Daniel. Daniel felt a little more better TV because he did take big risks and big like scattering around and everything. Mm -hmm. And we would have seen a a different merge here, I think with Daniel there rather Mm -hmm. than Chanel. Yeah. Like Daniel might've went home, but we would have seen a much different, more hectic merge. Right. uh, But uh, there wasn't much opportunity for Chanel to really run with her head off because she was immune. I would I wonder what would have happened if they got back to camp and Chanel wasn't immune. Well, she she wasn't immune at the start. But if what they got back to camp after the challenge. So I I just I I wonder what would have happened. I like I'm just I'm just standing up for her. I mean, uh, you you can hate me for it. Cody, you can. No no one's hating you for it. You want me to die because I said that. Yeah. Why don't uh, you just fucking die? Hey, how about you do your prediction? for next week for who's going home yeah (laughs) Chanel (laughs) (laughs) I'm not saying it for too too hard but uh, I I like her Mm -hmm. okay so Chanel who do you see winning the immunity Jonathan Jonathan winning immunity that's always the same bet (laughs) Mimi um I'm gonna say like Romeo I don't know Romeo goes home next week Romeo or Marianne Mm, you yeah. know they're fighting so uh and 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 who's gonna win immunity yeah hi hi because i want him to win the game hello hi <laughs> um i'll say different people here too but so we had romeo i don't think it's gonna be tory um it's gonna be like Lindsay or something <laughs> don't give him any ideas Boring. I, I would like to say I think that Chanel is a really good bet. I would like to say yeah. Romeo, um, but and you took Romeo and Marianne. Jeez, leave I, I, really, I didn't. I did, yeah, there's no rules. Uh, also, I did take two. Fine, I'll say Roxroy. <laughs> Roxroy, that's <laughs> that's interesting. an interesting one. Yeah, um, and then I will say that. The winner of the challenge will be Tori on a streak. Oh, maybe. Oh, wouldn't it be funny if uh, Jonathan predicts at the beginning of the season that he'll break the record of most tribal tribal uh, sorry tribal immunity wins or just individual immunity wins? 
and Tori and then Tori breaks it. <laughs> <laughs> that would crush him. To, yeah. uh, it, I wouldn't. Cr- it would crush him more to see someone else do his goal than him failing at that goal. All right. Well, everyone, you, have we said everything? I think we have. I have. One, I have, a, a, I have a bit to do. Okay. What's the? Bit? I'm going to sleep now. Bye. Okay. Who am I? <laughs> I'm the snake eating its own tail. Oh, sucking on his own dick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Sucking on his own dick. What the hell was that? You're okay Did I Google do that? Going nuts. Yeah. Is the mic picking this up? I don't think so. <laughs> for the people at home, for whatever Mimi said about the <laughs> snake sucking his own dick, it set off the OK Google. Google was Just like a bunch of results. You started doing the the gagging, and Google's like, "We need to show them where hospitals yeah, are." Yeah, I think that's what just happened. <laughs> was it really? What the fuck? <laughs> it just keeps talking, or maybe it's giving us direction to the Applebee's at uh, Ajax. Ajax. <laughs> yeah, so we got another snake eating its own tail again. A, a show. I mean, I obviously love this show, and give me whatever they can do. But a show at season forty-two invoking a snake eating its own tail, I think, is a risky thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> Next year it'll be a shark uh, jumping over a little. <laughs> no, it's Fonzie jumping over a shark. That's oh, a, right. That's the what, shark doesn't yeah. jump. Yeah. I think it could be the shark jumping. A shark jumping yeah. over Rupert. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, everyone, thank you. And remember to rate, review, subscribe. Mimi, thanks for coming on hey, the podcast. Hey, thanks so much for having me. You ready to sleep? Sorry, I was a sleepyhead. Hey, I'm a sleepyhead, too. Let's all go to bed like sleepy little babies. Yeah, I know. We both got to work tomorrow. Yeah, what time? I know. Exactly. Oh. Okay. okay. Bye. Bye, everybody.